Welcome back to a Love Like This podcast. We are so glad you are here. Join us as we share the stories, memories, and messages that help shape not just our lives, but the lives of our incredible guests. Together with some of our amazing friends, inspirations, and teachers, we bring you stories of faith journeys, life lessons, and advice, all centered around building an abundant life. You have a place here, you have a purpose here. So here we go. Hey guys, this week on the podcast, we have our really good friend Beth on the show. So this episode, is, it's just such a personal one, like Beth shared about her life and who she is and she has so much wisdom to share with you all. Beth makes our lives a lot brighter. She's so funny um, and we know that your day will be better after hearing our amazing friend Beth on this week's episode of the podcast. So enjoy this episode. Well, hey guys, welcome to another episode of I Love Like This. Today, we're joined with one of our best friends, Beth. How do you pronounce your last name, Beth? Colburn. Colburn. Wow, one of your best friends. I don't know. Hold on. Because I always read it. It's so ethnic or something. I feel like like you guys are on best level now. So like really close friends and family, I call me best. So you guys are definitely on best level now. Oh, really? Really? I feel so special. Okay. Me and me always talk about how special we feel being friends with Beth because Beth is just... That's awesome. So, so awesome. Okay, by oh. the way, I'm here with Mia. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, sweet. I feel like I love like this news to be with, I love like this with Mia, Ben, Abby, and Paige. I feel like I just take the credit when I'm on. I don't really do much for it. So, Beth, do you want to start off by introducing yourself a little bit? Maybe what you got up to this morning? Um, okay. Um, my <laughs> name's Bethany. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, just just had my graduation today. So I've uh, graduated a uh, bachelor of communications, majoring in advertising. And that's about as interesting as it sounds. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I'm, I'm 22 and pretty young and fun and <laughs> yep. <laughs> young and fun. And yep. I love it. All right. We're going to start off with like a fire round. Yeah. I don't think we've ever done this on the podcast before, but I feel like it's going to be really fun with you. All right, Beth. Favorite movie? Um, I have a lot of favorites, but Austin Powers is definitely up there. Literally, like, one of the questions is why do you like Austin Powers so much? Why do you like Austin Powers so much? I don't know. My family just watched it heaps as a kid, and mm. I never understood the jokes. And so now, like, I'm older <laughs> and I understand all the references, and it just keeps getting better. But it's just funny. It's I need so to watch funny. it. When was the last time you watched Austin Powers? More recently than I'd probably care to admit. Really? Oh, I haven't watched it in ages. No, when Beth and I realized like, oh, we both love Austin Powers. We were like, oh, like besties. That was like the the selling point. That's so funny. Okay, Beth, what's your middle name? Um, Anne. Bethany Anne Colburn. Yeah. That's, I love that. I know. I love how you're laughing at it. I know. Why are you laughing? Because there's all the joke jokes online about like classic white girl middle names. And the first <laughs> one that comes up is always Anne. Really? Yeah. Oh no, it's cute. Okay, what's your guilty pleasure? Um, I don't. I'm not guilty about anything. Like I don't. You want? I don't many Maltesers because I eat more of them than I should. Than my favorite. Really? Yeah, but most of the time I don't have any guilt about it. But you want? You're on TikTok. What's that? Do you spend a lot of time on TikTok? I do, but I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> proud of it? Yeah, I'm proud. All right. What's your go-to karaoke song? Um, probably a little bit too risque for this podcast, but, um, <laughs> my humps, black eyed peas. <laughs> the ultimate banger. That was my song when I was little. No, I seriously, I remember being 
in year four and having chicken pox. So I was off school for like a good week. And you know, when you have chicken pox, like you don't really feel sick. You just can't be around people. So I've I was never like, had chicken pox. So no. Wow. Really? Yeah, never. Wow. Okay. Well, hmm. missing out. It's really not gross. When you think no, chicken it. pox is like, it's good because, I mean, it's not good, but you don't feel sick from it. You just can't go to school. And I remember when I had chicken pox, I was in year four and it was like around the time that um, <laughs> Black Eyed Peas Monkey Business came out. Mm. Monkey Business. I remember the cover art. Yeah. I so watched funny. the video clips for My Humps and um, <laughs> that other song, Don't Don't Lie. Don't Funk don't With lie, My Heart. Don't Funk With My Heart. Yeah. And then the other one, Don't Lie. How does Don't Lie go? I'm not going to sing it. Anyway. That's so, so funny. <laughs> I remember like being in year four and just watching those two video clips over and over again. Like, and I remember I kept track of how many times I watched it. And I think my humps was like 54 times or something in one day. Wow. And I don't know, like, it's just really weird thinking that a little kid was just like sitting down watching that on TV on repeat. Like, yeah, kind of weird. Probably, yeah, probably not the best no. choice. I used to sing it and I was younger than you. I was like, what, like two or three? I used to sing that song all the time. Okay. All right. Let's get into like the actual legit <laughs> conversation. Um, so Beth, us three girls always talk about this. Um, we always say that Beth is so funny. Like you're literally one of the funniest people we know, but also you're so honest. So like, why do you think it's important to be honest with people? Um, I think it's more like authenticity than honesty. I think, I don't know. I've just always tried to be myself. Um, I've never re- like really felt um, pressure to pretend to be someone. And I think that when you do that, um, it actually just draws people to you. Like people, people see that and whether it be like different opportunities that come up or just different like relationships that can come from that. Um, I think there's just, yeah, being authentic is just, it opens that door, but it's also, um, it's good. Cause like what you see is what you get. People know what they're getting with me. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm part of the reason I'm drawn to you guys. And I like clicked with you guys so quickly is cause you guys are also very authentic people, very honest people. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I love that. I love that so much. And I find that it's really rare, you know what I mean? To find like authentic people in this day and age because there's so many people who you know fake it um and yeah so I value that so much about you Beth yeah (laughs) something that I love about you is that like you're not afraid to tell people when they're wrong yeah you and I feel like that is such a like not many people have that trait like even people who I've been friends with for decades they don't even tell me when I'm wrong like, I really appreciate the so fact true. that you're not scared to tell people when they're, yeah, like making a mistake or not doing something right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Thanks for calling me out. <laughs> I called you out on one thing and that's being a bad texter. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to think if Beth's ever called me out on anything. No, but I appreciated it because it's like, I know, I knew deep down that I was like terrible at responding, but it wasn't, love, but it wasn't even the fact that like, okay, I know I'm not a great responder to messages, but it was like, what was behind that? Like why I wasn't a great communicator a couple of weeks ago. Not that I'm much better now, but like. To your credit, you've tried really hard recently and I appreciate that. Thank you. But I, I think it was like poor time management before that. So yeah, you know, like I think it's important to call friends out like when they're wrong. Parking. I feel like Beth's seen me a park a couple of times. <laughs> um, so Beth, one of the things that connects us all and obviously how we met you and how we know you is through connect group um, with us being, you know, followers of Jesus. 
So I want to know like your story, like how did you come to know Christ? Because I actually, I don't even think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know it. Mm. Um, It's sort of your typical, like, I don't know, church kid response because um, my family are all involved or at one point were all involved at, in the church. And so I grew up um, at Imaginations before they were called Imaginations. Um, um, like to put a long story short, they, we eventually moved to a different church. Um, my father had a career change and wasn't able to like be made, meant he was a shift worker. Um, so, and I'm also one of five kids. So, um, it was a lot of pressure for mom to get all five of us to church. So we sort of became that family that, um, only went at like Christmas and New Year, uh, not New Year's, was it? Christmas and <laughs> I mean, maybe New Year's. <laughs> um, and then, um, but whilst that was happening, um, I was going to like a Christian school. So I had like good Christian influence in my life um, and like val- the Christian values were there. Um, I think my journey to actually becoming a Christian, I think I was maybe, oh, year eight. I think I was in year eight. So like 13, 14. And I got invited to the youth group at Imaginations. Um, and there was some hesitation at first from my parents, but they eventually let me go. Um, and I don't know, just over time, my heart just softened and I got an understanding of, um, who Jesus was and, um, what salvation was and what that meant. And I think when you understand that you have, you're, you have a choice. It's like, well, do I accept that? And do I, you know, invite Jesus into my life and, and, you know, have him as my Lord and savior, or do I walk away and not accept that gift of salvation and grace? Um, and for me, it was well, I can't do anything. Like I learned that I can't do anything to get to heaven and, you know, I'm imperfect. And that was a freeing experience. And so, yeah, I gave my life to Christ. I think I was, yeah, 14. I think. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I love that. I have a quick question for you stemming off that. So you obviously grew up in the youth group at our church. Um, I didn't ever experience youth group or youth group culture. And I'm sure a lot of people listening maybe haven't been um able to experience that either but how like your youth group experience how did it change your and shape your faith like did it have a really big impact on you yeah well I mean if it wasn't for my friend inviting me to youth group I probably would have a very different life um and I was on an interesting path at 13 14 as some of us are um yeah, I think when you're so young, um, you're willing to like not everything clicks, like learning to understand like heavy concepts such as salvation, it takes time. Um, and and there are some kids that are really Im- impressionable and will just accept without understanding, and it takes a bit longer for them. But for me, I'm I've I kind of consider myself a little bit of a skeptic. Um, and I like to question and and really think deeply about things. And so for me, it took a lot longer. Um, and I remember they used to do, um, the salvation prayer and Shane and Nick were always, so this was back when they were in youth group, they would always do the salvation. So you put your hands up and then all the people that put their hand up would go into the back room and then they'd have a chat with Shane and Nick about it all. And I think I did it every week for months (laughs) and then eventually it like clicked and I was like, Oh wait, I don't actually need to do this. That was my dad. No, Um, no stress. All good. Um, yeah, I don't actually need to do this anymore. Um, but yeah, youth had a a massive impact on my journey. Like, because I think you're a teenager and you're, you're becoming a person. Yeah. Um, 
you're finding out who you are and and what your identity is and a lot of thankfully I was guided really well and so I learned that my identity is actually in Christ and yeah. so that was good mm-hmm. but no, I was gonna say because I I mean I'm grateful for this but I guess for the yeah the last two years of high school I had that youth group experience and for me I not only met like other friends and built um, friendships and relationships with people who were like-minded because that makes a huge difference. Like when people are like-minded in the same um, friendship circle, because like things look different. Like you don't, you know, like you do things differently with them. Like, Hey, let's read our Bibles at the park, like on the weekend. Like, um, and so for me, I was really grateful for that as well. And then just being like, just fed the word, like that one extra night a week, you know what I mean? It's so different to a Sunday. It's way more like Bob, like fun. <laughs> It's a good time. You think no, good. I just, I, in, in a way I'm kind of a bit, not sad, but I wish that I could have had that youth group experience because I feel like, like you were saying, Beth, it's such um, an important stage of life. And it's when people are questioning who they are and who I want to be. And I heard a quote the other day and it was like, you don't, you can't know who you are until you know whose you are. And I feel like that's the time in life when those questions are starting to come up. So I feel like had... I had a youth group experience earlier. I may have known Jesus earlier. And that's not to say that, you know, everything doesn't happen in its perfect timing because it does. But I feel like it would have been so valuable to like experience that at a younger age. And um, Paige, if you don't mind me asking, I'm going to ask another question about youth group because I'm so like interested in it. But um, so you were like leading youth for a while, weren't you? Um, I was serving in a lot of different roles, but I had a connect group uh, from when they started in year seven to year 12 and they graduated last year. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you brought them through, like you were with them from year seven all the way to year 12. Yeah, cool. Mm, so good. Like why were you called to to youth, I guess? Because I don't think, like not everybody has that calling. I know for a fact I don't. Like I don't really, I'm not great at dealing with young really? people, but I'm mm-hmm. so like I really admire how you were so called to that age group. Um, like how did you know that that's what you were called to at that time of your life? Well, I didn't. Um, I was in youth and then sort of my time in youth was coming to an end or at least it was transitioning from I'm in youth just for me and just to receive into I'm ready to become a leader and I want to help other people have the same experience. Um, but I didn't feel called anywhere else and I still really enjoyed youth. So I, I stayed and I took on a connect group when I was, I think I was in year year 10 or 11 is when I started, which is really young, I think. But um, um, yeah, I I don't think I was actually called to youth ministry, which is why I finished up last year. Um, but I was more just called, like called to the girls that I was um, discipling. Um, I had had them for a few years when I kind of worked out that, Hey, youth ministry, I don't think is going to be a, a long time ministry that I'm going to stay into, but I'm committed to seeing these girls, um, like in the, in their journey in youth, um, to the very end. And that was tough at times because there were times where I'm just like, I don't feel like I'm in the right place anymore. Um, but at the same time, there was never peace about leaving um, until actually the commitment to the the girls graduated and and that sort of commitment that I had set um, was done. And then I'm like, there was so much more peace about everyone. Um, but yeah, it was more just the girls that I stayed for. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah. I'm curious, like, because being a leader and stuff like that, you almost feel not, not pressure at all, but like, I just want to know what that experience was like for you, like first being led and then becoming a leader, like on a weekly basis, did that ever take like a toll on you discipling these girls? Like, 
Because I found that with me and my experience, I almost sound hypocritical sometimes. Like I'll tell kids like, oh, do not be anxious about anything and all this stuff, but I do like the total opposite. So I'm just curious to know like what was that experience like for you? Um, In terms of like building relationships with people, that was the easiest part for me. But the responsibility and the commitment involved in youth ministry and um, leadership, it's not easy. Um, and so as sort of passion for that dwindled and it like, I feel like God was getting me ready to move on. It became like increasingly harder. Um, but no, I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I feel like it's one of those things that could be like this, just especially cause it was so long. Yeah. It wasn't easy, but it was worth it. Yeah. So a quick question running off the back of that. So last night at our connect group, we were talking about um, how God ultimately uses everything to make us more like Jesus. So do you feel like your experiences leading um, youth and everything, like how has that made you more like Jesus in what ways? Um, That's a good question. Um, I think youth ministry teachers, you're exposed to a lot of different kids. And I was a pretty sheltered kid, I'll admit. Um, and the people that you have coming into the youth ministry, some of their backgrounds will, and, and things they've experienced and gone through, that'll shock you. Um, and it makes you grateful for, you know, you, you know, made, made me grateful for my experience, but it makes you passionate about um, helping them and giving them hope and, and hope in Jesus. But I don't know. It also helped with um, my compassion and and patience with people because um, as soon as you get to like know some of the kids and their stories, it's like, well, you can't blame them for how they, you know, behave in a service, you know, their attention span or, um, you know, the way that they talk to people, you know, whether it's disrespectful or rude or whatever. It's like, well, I mean, they're, they're you know, they've had experience and you've you got to just be patient and compassionate. Um, so that's probably some of the biggest things, but yeah. Yeah, that's so that's good. Cool. I love the last thing that you just said. It's like kind of what our Connect leader, yeah, Nicola, always say says. She always says how everybody has a backstory and like there's always reasons why people act the way that they do. And yeah, I guess we just have to open our hearts to be compassionate yeah. towards that. So, And even like like with what Beth was just saying, I feel like um, while you were leading those girls and discipling like in youth, youth ministry and stuff like that, it almost like activates the fruits of the spirit. Like it's so yeah. easy to like um, pray for the fruits, like whatever. But when you're actually like in that situation where you need to be practicing them, that comes out and that's like what faith is and stuff. So that's really cool. Yeah. Love that. Mm. Okay. So we think you're like the funniest person ever. Like we literally think you are a comedy genius. Hi, and that is the biggest compliment <laughs> ever. No, it's something that we really like. It was one of the first things I noticed about you. I was like, this girl is so funny. Mia told me that before I even joined your connect. Yeah. I think I'm just sarcastic. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we de- I definitely appreciate your humour. Um, but do you think that your humour helps you to, like, connect with people and build better relationships? I think so. I think it comes down to, like, um, I mean, I'm a very laid-back person. You know this about me. I'm a very, like, easygoing, not simple, but just... I don't know, chill, chill person. And so um, having, a, having a laugh and not being so uptight is, um, I don't know, just a way I connect with people and people can see me better that way. And I like making people laugh. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Make us laugh. No, you're very approachable. At my own expense. 
You've Sometimes re- I'm the butt of my own jokes, but that's okay. That's what I love about some people though. Like I love it when people can laugh at themselves and they don't take yeah. life so seriously. Like that is honestly my most disliked trait in people is when they take themselves too seriously and you do not do that. So I think that's why we love you so much. Okay, so <laughs> you told us before that you literally just came from your uni graduation. So you seriously walked to the stage this morning in your cap and gown and everything. Yes. And um, I feel like having gone through that transition recently, so I graduated in the last two years, and I feel like going from, you know, uni student working casually part-time to going to like a full-time job was a huge shock to the system for me. And it was like a really, really tough transition. So I just want to know, like, how are you navigating this new season of life? Because it's kind of like a this new beginning couple hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's been like six or seven months since I've actually finished my study. Um, and it's been a, a big season of change for me because I, um, I gr- finished uni and then I also left youth ministry, which is, was such a huge part of my life for so many years. Um, I don't know. God, I, I don't think I'm navigating it. Like, if that makes sense, I've just given all control to God because I, I mean, that's not my human nature to want to do that. Like I want to be in control and I want things, you know, a certain way. And then I get disappointed when they're not that way, but I have to remember that, um, I've actually let go of, of it and given it to God. Um, um, I think, you know, for me, like I have peace about things and that's how I know it's God. Like, um, so the whole, I, I said before, um, leaving youth ministry, I had so much peace about that, even though there were like concerns regarding like my relationships with people um, and just like, what am I going to do with all this free time? But um, there was so much peace that, you know, it made it easier going into the new norm and discovering what that is. Um, and I guess transitioning into hopefully full-time work soon and just, and whatever's next, I, I can't navigate that. I don't know, but um, I just trust, uh, I trust that whatever happens, it's it's in God's hands and that it's um, his perfect plan for me because, you know, I can't do it. Mm, so good. So what does letting go look like for you? Like, do you have a specific prayer you pray or like verse you meditate on when you're holding on to something and you want to, you're so tempted to control it, but you have to just release it and surrender it to God? Like, what, what does that look like for you? What do you do? Yeah, I, for me, it's more of like a visual thing. I like to visualize myself like holding on to that thing and like actually just giving it to God. Like I literally, you know, like the typical what, that what God looks like in like cartoons and that is sort of like my picture of God in my head um <laughs> and I go here you go God and um it's hard because sometimes you want to I think was it you that shared that that um box mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yes yeah. um sometimes you want to pick that back up um and take control again when you know God's timing is your timing but um I don't know just remembering that I don't know I just I just try to remember that I gave it to God and thank him for, um, you know, the things that he's already given and, and, and the blessings and things that, you know, have already come from him. And that helps with that as well. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Let it, letting go and surrendering is one thing, but thanking him while you're waiting for an answer to prayer or what is that? Um, what is that quote until the next door opens? Like I'll praise him in the hallway or something like that. that Yeah. Yeah. So good. I love that. Um, Beth, I'm curious. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? If you can think of it on the top of your head. Wow. Um, I don't know if it's like advice um, or if it's, I think it's actually a quote, but I don't know if someone told me it or what, 
Um, but it's that, um, sorry, time, time is a currency, um, and how we spend our time. Um, like that's how, what we invest into, you know, make sure you're investing into good things and investing wisely. Um, because it's the only currency that you can't get back as well. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think that for me, that's something that I try to like live my life by. And I waste my time a lot. Mia knows all about how much time I have on my hands right now. And I'm texting her funny jokes all the time, but um in terms of like spiritually as well how are yeah. you wasting that time so okay look oh, sorry. but you say you're wasting time messaging me funny jokes but what we're really doing when you peel it back is we're building an amazing friendship really That's true. so that is true you know on the surface it might look like you're wasting time being you know silly or whatever but really what we're doing is like building that's actually so true that is so true you got it i love that also beth is just like the best like you're so down to do stuff like the other week she's like like taking girls to look out let's go freezing cold what was it called lincoln's rock lincoln's rock yeah so i think fun. everybody needs a beth get a beth in yeah your get life. a beth in your life i mean <laughs> i mean go for it oh my gosh well beth thanks so much like literally for coming on you're very wise mm. beyond your use yeah, for sure 100 i think i've just made a lot of mistakes guys i think that's <laughs> what it is but i don't think i'm wise at all no but no, you you also no. tune in and like you really take the time yeah. to kind of understand what God is revealing. That's actually so, I literally, I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, far out, Beth is so in tune with God. Like I see that over you, like I so see that over you. It's like really cool. It's really cool. <laughs> say the same back to you guys. Oh, uh, look. That's our next level. No. Mm. You inspire me. You inspire us. You inspire us, <laughs> are you kidding me? Well, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode with our good friend, Beth. I loved hearing Beth, Mia and Paige talk about God and how good he is um, and just learning more about who Beth is and her journey and who she is as a person. I'm so grateful that God brought um, our lives together. She's such a, a bright light in my life and I'm so thankful to know her. So to you, Beth, I'm so thankful for you and I love you so much. And yeah, we hope that you guys have been loving the Neighborhood series. We are actually wrapping it up slowly. So we have about five episodes left of the Neighborhood series. Um, and then we're going to kick off season three, which we have so many huge, amazing plans for it. And we cannot wait to share them with you all. So until next week, um, yeah, walk in the blessing this week. There. So until next time, bye.